Welcome to the second annual Goddess Talk Sessions Global Event. I'm Shan Vanderleek, Transformation Goddess and producer of the popular Divine Feminine Spotlight series. I'm also the founder of Podcast Bath Media Services and facilitator of articles, interviews, and teachings featuring women around the world at TransformationGoddess.com, where women gather for a soulful, sensual, and sacred exploration. I've invited 16 teachers, artists, healers, authors, and mamas to circle up to share intimate stories of how each of these women claimed their feminine sovereignty and learned to walk in beauty. Thank you for stepping into the circle with us for this deeply profound event for women. Today, it's my honor to introduce you to Flora Abay. Flora is the founder of the Art of Allowing Academy a global intuitive-based creative school and community. Flora believes we are born as inherently creative beings and have the power to co-design a harmonious world. Yet we need better educational skills that empower the feminine principles of receptivity, listening, intuition, connection, and communion. Flora combines 15 years of painting experience with a master's in counseling psychology, bodywork, and leadership as an education director to infuse her teaching style with a deep connection to mind, body, and spirit. Welcome, Flora. Thank you so much, Shan. It was such an honor to be here. Very excited. I am too. I really have been admiring you from you know that virtual place in the world. And so when you said yes to joining us for the Goddess Talk sessions, I was really excited to get to know you. Today, before uh, we came together, I uh, pulled a goddess card for our session. The message is the universe is pouring its abundance out to you. Be open to receiving. Mm. So I wonder how that message, uh, how does that <laughs> resonate with you today? <laughs> well, it, it's it just, it's so perfect, of course, um, because... I feel that this whole time in, in my life for the last couple of years now, that's exactly what I've been experiencing is the way that, that I would maybe define uh, abundance is overflow. You know, it's just being such a receptacle for divinity and what wants to come in and that allowing of that has just created this incredible wellspring of overflow of gifts and love and generosity and giving and incredible energy being released. So I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it too. Let's let's take that thread a little bit further. Share a snapshot of, of what your life looks like right now and maybe a little bit about your journey, how you got to where you are into this beautiful, abundant place. Well, let's see. In, in 2000... Uh, Eight, um, I went through the breakup of um, a 15 year long marriage and um, it coincided also with my with menopause and um, it, it seemed to be a very critical point in the breaking open of my spirit where um, 
you know, I, I just I just can't even put my finger on what happened, but it was like a death to my old self and the old ways of being, the the patterning and the paradigm that I had been locked into, which was largely the patriarchic structure. I was working, you know, in the corporate world, um, striving hard, working hard, suffering. You know, life was hard. And um, I got to the point where I was exhausted. I was not happy. Um, and I felt my spirit really begin to dim down significantly and seriously. And so I made some radical moves out of that situation. And it took every ounce of my courage as an energy and fortitude to do so. But once I did it, once I stepped out of all that, I realized I was in the blank canvas of a brand new life, and now I was going to choose to fill it consciously, intentionally with joy and what I loved and to live from the heart from that point forward, and that's exactly what I've done. So it's been radical, and um, before I never would have thought myself worthy or capable of truly living a day-to-day, creatively-based life in joy and love. And that's exactly what I do now every day. This is my life. So I love that so much. It's where I am. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. I feel grace abounds. It yeah. sure does. Speak to a little bit more about how, how you reclaimed your feminine sovereignty. You know, uh, the first thing I had to do was I had to decide whether or not I was worthy of it um, because I think myself, like every almost every woman that I worked with in those beginning years, I would do a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one work. And women are carrying such deep shame and unworthiness as a collective um, just because it's the soup that we've been born into. Um, and so, and I and I was totally in that camp as well. When I started doing what I loved to do, I experienced guilt, and um, uh, it really had me question the belief structure that I had been living under. So I realized it was a real point, uh, you know, in the road. It was a fork in the road. I could either choose to keep holding myself back and under that that framework. Or I had to make a really radical uh, decision about what I believed in, which is what is the divine, what does the divine want for me, and who am I in relation to the divine and as the divine. And I don't, you know, for me what it, what it took in claiming myself, my sovereignty, was to claim my goodness and to claim my worth and I didn't really have to look any farther than my own heart to know what was the truth. So that's what it took. That is just so profound. And to be on the other side of that right now, to mm -hmm. really, to be able to look back and look at how far you've come mm -hmm. and how you've come back home to yourself. Right. Right. Let's talk about how you relate now to your body and to your sexuality and, and your power. 
as a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of my body, great de a great deal of uh, shifting happened after menopause. I have always been really in my body. I've been a dancer and um, very aware of myself physically, very coordinated, was a gymnast early in life. So I've always been in my body, but again, I was living in relationship to looking good for the man or to other women. So it was really externally based. And I, I did, I mean, I look back at, at pictures and I had a beautiful body. The, the, the disconnect, of course, was I never really felt good enough. Um, the ironic thing was, again, once I went through menopause, and um, boy, hormones are sure powerful, I discovered, because there was just a natural dropping away of wanting to, to dance for the man, so to speak, and um, just becoming much more comfortable and centered, accepting and loving in my body as it is and not needing to drag it constantly to the gym for external approval. You know, so the focus really shifted from an external reference point to really a grounded internal loving place that um, I move because it feels good, um, it's, it's, it's healthy for me, and I do things like um, in my walks, you know, noticing my breath and really breathing in love and mother nature, taking um, lavender baths, you know, bath salts with lavender almost daily, um, nourishing my skin every day with really wonderful lotions. And then, you know, my skincare, I take, I take care of my face, my hair, you know, but I do these things because they are connected to beauty for me. Not again, not as an external definition anymore, but one of the things that occurred when I stepped out of my suffering life years ago was all of a sudden I could breathe again. And, and I realized beauty had been squeezed out, like the sense of spaciousness, the sense of breath of, and, and my, my natural word, which just became beautiful beauty. It just, she, she became my muse. Um, I can completely relate with that. And, you know, that, <laughs> that really does lead to the next question that I wanted to ask you is this entire series is about walking in beauty. And so I, at, I ask each woman that said yes to stepping into circle with me to talk about what comes up for them and what, when they hear to walk in beauty. And it sounds to me like you have orchestrated and created your life to be a walk in beauty. Totally. Totally. I mean, my home, uh, you know, every decision now is really based on do, am, I, am I in a place that I love? Am I with people I love? Am I in a home I love? One of the really key things for me is um, my home. And this home that we're in, we've been in nearly four years. And when we moved here, I, I, I just, I made a vow with myself and I said, you know, this time, 
this this home is going to be my my sanctuary. It's going to be a sanctuary for us and for people who come. I don't want to live a life where I have to look forward to the next vacation so I can get away from my my life. I want everything right here as a sanctuary that feels so nurturing and loving and wonderful that I love being in my own life. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much because I I feel, again, uh, I mirror that. Um, There is no place that I would rather be than than here in the sanctuary of the home that my husband and I have created together and uh, to really eliminate anything that doesn't really light me up or bring me joy or anything that I don't find beautiful. And I was talking with a friend over the weekend. We had a, a women's healing weekend. And, uh, and I realized, I said, I, you know, I look around and everywhere, everywhere I look, Right now I'm looking at this gorgeous orchid that just bloomed again much sooner than I thought that it would rebloom. And uh, this beautiful abalone shell with my smudge inside and a candle and, you know, whatever. Just I keep and I look around and it's like, oh, I'm so glad that I got rid of all of the other things that really didn't uh, light me up the way that. And it is a sanctuary. You come home and you exhale and your friends come over and they say, oh, this is so warm and inviting. Yeah. It feels so good. It feels so good. And isn't that the point? I mean, just feeling good. Right on. (laughs) Yeah, I know. um, I had a girlfriend come visit here once and, you know, she was saying, oh, everything's so beautiful. And she she was like, we were having a meal and where's your silverware? And she opened the drawer and the silverware is held in a a beautiful bamboo tray and she's like oh my gosh everything is beautiful here and I'm like yeah even the you know everything so it's just a matter of bringing that consciousness um you know into your life and I think it's just a statement that you're you know really what are we doing when we can look out and our eyes can take in that beauty it's really a a reflection of the inner self-love that we step into. Mm, It sure is. You said women are sacred vessels being breathed, loved, and inspired by the divine to birth the soul of the world forward. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your inspiration for this quote. Oh my, well, the, again, as, um, you know, in the last several years, what's occurred is that there's been this really profound emptying out, I should say, and a clearing, an emptying, a real focus on creating internal space, getting my, myself or my stuff cleared out getting out of the way to become as empty as possible energetically so that I really can be a vessel for the divine to um, move through in and as me. And I don't think it's just me. I see this occurring with thousands of women now in our time. It's so exciting to be part of this. Um, you know, it's it, it, we know we're in a state, a critical state 
um, on planet Earth right now with all the violence and ugliness that is rearing its uh, the shadow. And I truly do believe it is the women who um, who are who know they're meant to be here during this period of time to be the containers, um, the vessels to pour the love back in and yes, birth the soul of the world. I, I think that, you know, that's what's occurring right now is we've lost the soul in the world and it's wanting desperately to be birthed back in and the women are the carriers of this. We are and it's a great honor to be a part of it. Yes. And, and when we come together in circle, we do change the world. We are changing the world. And I, I know that there are so many, and, and I'm sure many of our listeners today are feeling a bit distraught about the shadow showing itself so uh, just in such a big way right now. And, you know, every other day I, I invite people to take a break from the media, take a break from the news, um, get back into beauty, get back into the bathtub, get back into nurturing and nourishing and anything that you can because every beauty step that you make does make a difference and when well, we you know when we add that up and we're all doing that we're moving in that direction it's got to make a difference right and i think the other thing about that is yes watch your own energy and if if you if you just notice that you're just you're being dragged down into it stop you know get away from it and get back to your beauty ritual, whatever that is, because the truth is we're alchemists. We are alchemists. And it's it's the energetic resonance when especially when we are in circles together. Women in circle, I believe, are the most powerful force on on the earth. At, something happens in the circle. It's like an energetic womb. And we truly have the capacity to birth something completely new which is being called for at this point in time and we're here at this point in time because we're on sacred assignment i totally believe this that's why we came i agree every every time i see another woman wake up for lack of a better <laughs> uh, way of describing it but really just oh Maybe I could move forward in this way. Maybe I could support the planet in this way, my neighborhood in this way, the community in this way, and watching women soften into that role. And yet it's soft power. I mean, it's certainly, there's so much strength behind what it is that we've come here to do. But it doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be angular. It's... it's, uh, it's circular. It's soft. Yeah. Um, I experienced both in me. Like I just felt this real rising, this, this fierce, um, young energy. And, um, I certainly was, uh, carry a lot of that, but you're right. It is the, the, the feminine receptive gift, you know, that coupled with, with the, you know, the determination, the fierce quality. Um, I think both are necessary for those of us who are like, you know, for those of us that are sort of like pioneers leading on the edge of it, 
to say, come on, you know, if you can do that, I think we need a certain amount of that, that young energy still. However, that's, that's, that's to serve the receptive, soft, warm, nurturing quality that is feminine. Does that oh my goodness, sense? it totally makes sense. And, you know, I think about the, the, the warrior energy that, that I naturally carry and uh, how different that energy is now than, than when it was when I was in my 20s and 30s, of course. But it, it's still very much a part of me, but I've asked, the, the, I've asked a portion of that warrior to stand down so that the creative, receptive, nurturing, guiding uh, part of me could come forward so that I didn't have to always be prepared for a battle, but that I could pave a path uh, having, having been there and done that uh, in, in a new and different way. And, and, it, and it's different for all of us, however we can show up to birth this transformation to be midwives of of mm -hmm. the soul of the world i mean when i read your quote and i and you know and i asked for quotes from everybody and and they're all very beautiful but there was something about yours that resonated with me so deeply i just thought oh my gosh this is this is this is the truth mm, mm. thank you for that mm. let's talk about i'm going to say that again because i heard some feedback Let's talk about some of your very favorite sacred feminine rituals. I know that one is the, the lavender baths and surrounding yourself with beauty. What, what else do you do? Uh, and maybe specifically if you could start by speaking to that emptying out, because I know there are a lot of women who want to learn how they can start to empty in mm. order to uh, fill that space with more beauty. Well, I... I think first, um, it, it's a very profound conscious process, obviously, and it's not a one, two, three, how to, but um, it starts with an awareness of how cluttered your, your mind is, let's say. Let's start with mind. And we all have these thoughts that float in and out every day. And when we get cluttered and we suffer, it's, you know, my experience is because we've attached to a lot of that, that thinking self. And um, if, if uh, I'm going to sound like uh, <laughs> no mind, you know, um, you know, to, to reach, to get to the practice of emptying the mind and just noticing the thoughts that come in and out, but not getting overly attached to them. Same thing with em emotion. Have emotions. Let them flow freely. Um, but, but don't overly identify with I'm a this, I'm a that. You know, it's, it's, I don't know why, but women seem to, and myself included, more in my earlier days, but get into a lot of beat up sometimes. Make themselves wrong for being a certain way, having certain emotions. One of the things I hear a lot in my groups is, I'm afraid of being too much. I'm afraid um, of showing up because people won't get me. 
And so it takes a tremendous amount of energy to hold on to not being yourself, to, to hold on to a facade, um, a mask. And so part of my own letting go has been just to be aware that the driving force behind the, the mass and containment is really the fear of being judged and disapproved of. Of course, that judgment starts internally and is projected outside, right? So I had to really come to the place of allowing myself, this is going to actually sound funny, it sounds funny to me every time it comes out of my mouth, um, allowing myself to be human. Um, yes, I get that. I... Like, why is that so hard? Right, right. <laughs> what is it about that? All right. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other um, But yes, allowing myself to be human. Yes. yes. It reminds like... me. It reminds me of a very uh, an aha moment with one of one of my teachers, and she just, you know, with this wonderful, ruthless honesty, uh, wanted to know, like, at what point did I think or start to measure myself against a saint or perfection or, you know, whatever it was that, that helped me forget that I am human. And, yeah. and we had such a laugh because... Mm -hmm. So, so as much as you said, you know, it kind of sounds silly coming out. It doesn't sound silly at all because we get, we get caught up. Well, we do, we get yeah. caught up and we, with these measuring sticks and with these, uh, lessons that we learn when we're, we're growing up that, that, um, that cause us, can cause us great harm. Certainly they're not usually meant in that context, but, uh, when we start to really try and do everything in just such a way that everybody is happy and that we we don't mess up and we don't make mistakes and we don't you know I, I think about some of my unconscious behaviors uh, in as a as a young woman and I used to just be so hard on myself and so judgmental and just outright mean yeah and at the time it's like you know what you did the best with what you had at the time and you had a hell of a lot of fun <laughs> and why in the world are you going to make it all dark and all ugly yeah, and all comparative or, you know, whatever that we're doing? And so we are, we're human. We need mm -hmm. to remember that we're human. Yep. 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 That's it. Well, and you know, the, the whole, the whole discussion about creating inter internal space is huge. Um, and one of the things I work with that, you asked, you know, me about ritual. So one of the, the probably, well, the most powerful and consistent practice I have in my life is my painting practice. And, um, and those who work with me know that I, I do this pretty strange thing where, um, often I will paint a painting it will be finished, it will be beautiful, but I will intentionally paint over it and keep going to the next painting on top of it. Now, the reason I do that is part of my emptying out practice. I don't, I learned such a huge lesson in 2008, which basically was um, 
There's nothing to hold on to except your heart. Everything else is going to come and go. And I better get real good at learning to let go and surrender. And this is, this is my daily, my spiritual practice, and it's the most powerful and direct for me through the process of painting. Um, painting is a, an incredible reflection. It's a mirror. I don't paint, well, sometimes I paint to paint an outcome, but often it's process painting in which I'm really bringing my, my spiritual fire to the canvas and watching what happens internally, watching my, my movements, my attachments, watching how I get to a point where I'll go, oh, you know, spirit moved through me, oh my gosh, and getting so enamored with that, and then feeling like, what if that never happens again? I've got to hold on, I've got to hold on to this, you know, and then, and then spirit will be like, no, keep going. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, keep going. And the, and, the, and the lesson is, there is a wellspring of inspiration and beauty living in me. Right. As, as me. So trust has become my lifetime mantra. Trust. Trust. And that is such a powerful mantra and something that many, many human beings cannot get to. Yes. Yes. Well, I feel ultimately this is why I'm doing the work I'm doing. I do it through creativity, but what I'm doing is gathering circles of women to help guide, be a guide to their own self-trust, to the voice, the divinity that lives within them. That, just that. So profound. And it is there. And when we can, and when we can be supported and, and, and do this excavation, you know, through the creative process, however that looks, everything shifts and becomes just, I don't even know how to put words to it, you know, when... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you were talking about your painting and how you would have this complete painting that that um, you know is frame worthy or put it on the wall or whatever, and then you start painting over it, it made me think. I, I uh, had a healing weekend this past weekend and was facilitating and took the day off on Monday to um, gather all my bits and energy and was at the beach and I was just I was drawing pictures in the sand right at the edge of where the where Lake Michigan where the waves were coming mm-hmm. so I could enjoy the picture mm-hmm. until the next wave or maybe two or whatever yeah. and yeah. I thought what a I don't even know where that came from I'm sure I've seen the mandalas done in the sand and then they're you know and then they're swept away and, and so that was probably the inspiration but it was really quite wonderful to do that uh-huh uh-huh it's very freeing. It is. It's liberating. So great. So great. You have, uh, so let's talk a little bit more. So you're painting, of course, bathing, yeah. of course, your surroundings. Is there anything else that you would recommend that, are, that uh, these gorgeous women try 
Well, uh, I think it's a, it's been important for me as a, a daily rituals to have my quiet time in the morning. It's just for me before my workday starts, before I start talking to people, to have my quiet time, light my candle, you know, bring in my coffee, and um, start my day with myself. That is a ritual I do every morning. It makes a huge difference, it makes all the difference. If I start a day, I mean, I can't remember the last time I started a day without that, quite frankly, but it anchors me into my own being because um, I've had to really get strong with my boundaries. Um, when I enter the world, so to speak, it's terribly noisy. I agree. <laughs> and, I agree. I, I can only really do that in, in, in bits at a time. Yeah. And I have learned to really say no, like to much of it, which I'm surprised about. Um, but it was another thing that occurred for me in the last five, six years is I've, I've become extremely sensitive to noise and I have to protect myself and my quiet and my solitude. It is my sanity. We have more in common than I knew before we came <laughs> together because oh. that, uh, that is something that, um, I protect and am prepared for and do all that I can to uh, to not get fixated. Uh, you know, luckily, I live in a place that isn't too terribly loud. But as you said, when you go out and about and you're in it, um, things do get very noisy. And, and uh, so I have earplugs and great headsets and uh, wonderful, you know, sound canceling stuff, <laughs> you know, whatever it is I need when I need it. Mostly, mm -hmm. mostly it's uh, easy enough to go to the shores of Lake Michigan or take a walk in the woods or, you know, that kind of thing. But sometimes I have to go to those other devices to help me mm -hmm. quiet, quiet down a bit. Yeah, and, I, and um, this is really hard for a lot of women. Um, they, are, they may be in a younger time in life. They're, they're taking care of children or... <clears throat> Or other things, um, they're going outside the home for a job and so forth, and it becomes even more critical. And I'm always asking, you know, uh, really create your own sacred space, um, time-wise and physical sacred space. I mean, it can be a corner of a room. If you don't have a separate a separate room in your home, you can shut the door. It could be a corner of your room. It could be the top of your dresser. Make spaces that reflect yourself to you as altar and, um, and come there and, and, and feed that space and let it feed you. And I just feel like this, these, these are really critical rituals for us as women. I have little bits of altar like everywhere. Of, Me too. Everywhere. <laughs> That's what was one of the things I was going to say is. Um, and then eventually your entire home will become your altar, right? That, that becomes your sanctuary. Oh, so fun. So fun. Tell us, Flora, about the fabulous free gift you have today for all of the women who have joined us. 
Okay. Well, thank you for inviting me to create this. It was really something I've been thought of, I've been thinking I'd wanted to do, but you prompted me just to get it done. This gift is actually one of my paintings. Um, she came through. Um, there, some paintings come through with a lot of challenge and some come through very easily. Um, this was one that, that she flowed right through me. It was just beautiful to feel the energy of, of her come through. And um, as you notice, she has her, her, her arms up around herself and she's um, melding into her own self spirit. And so she, I called her embraced because I felt like she was really communicating the embracing of her own self, her own heart, her spirit self. And um, I just really love her. She's done with, um, again, in some colors that are have been a little bit different for me and then the whole ethereal quality of her, which I love painting in, um, is, is very spirit grounded so i hope i hope you all enjoy that it's my, my she, oh she's beautiful thank you so much and thank you for your time today it just flew by as as it often mm -hmm. does when when we connect on such gorgeous topics is there a is there a message or a thought that you'd like to leave us with today before we part ways Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is, like you said, it really has gone by so fast, um, which is a total delight. To all the women um, who may be listening in and maybe seeking, you know, a little bit of inspiration or something that lights or connects up or resonates with your own soul, um, just wanting you to know all your answers are inside and um, I think that we're at this moment in time together to remind each other of that. We're all walking priestesses here who have incredible jewels to offer each other. So just blessings and love to so many um, women and, and especially to all the women who took the time to be here in circle with us. From my heart to yours, thank you. I love you. <laughs>